Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show, where we interview founders of fast-growing seven- and eight-figure e-commerce businesses and e-commerce experts. They'll tell their stories, share how they 2X their businesses, and inspire you to take action in your own online retail business today. And now, here he is, the man in the mix, Kunle Campbell. Hello, 2Xers. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell, and this is the podcast where I interview e-commerce entrepreneurs and online marketing experts who help uncover new e-commerce marketing tactics and strategies to help you, my fellow 2Xers and listeners, double specific e-commerce metrics in your online store. So if you're looking to double metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and ultimately sales, you're in the right place. And how I do it is I interview other experts, ask them, probe them, shake them off with the lots of um, with lots of questions and give you unique insights. On today's show, I have a guest. Um, he's the chief marketing officer of Beyond Stores, which is beyondstores.com. They're a South Florida-based pure play online furniture and interior deco store. And they were founded in 2011 and have seen rapid growth. We'll talk about the rapid growth shortly. It's It's phenomenal. It was only just recognized um, recently by the Internet Retailer in its second 500 guide in 2014 as one of the fastest growing web merchants in the US. It's doubled revenues between 2013 and 2014, shooting it from a seven-figure business to an eight-figure business. We'll talk about it. And and our, our guest has actually witnessed a remarkable growth. He's a, as an SEO and search engine marketing expert who leads a team that actively expands beyond stores, digital marketing efforts, and has previously worked on campaigns for various brands, including 1-800-Flowers, 1-800-Baskets, Hydro Chick, and others. I've invited him to especially talk about e-commerce marketing tactics his team has implemented to growing beyond stores. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome to the show, Mark Ginsberg. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Hey, Kunli. Great. Uh, it's great to be here today. Thanks for having me. Good stuff. Um, could you take a minute or two to tell us a bit about yourself, please? Yeah, for sure. I was uh, born and raised in South Florida, which is where uh, Beyond Stores is actually based. Okay. I've been in, I've been in online marketing and in digital marketing for quite a few years now. As you said, I, I focused prim- initially on SEO and pay-per-click advertising. We've expanded and, and our focus is on SEO, PPC, social media, email marketing, all the various aspects of, of digital marketing. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's what I live and breathe. That's good. Always good to have a marketing expert up here on the show, especially what you've done for Beyond Store. Let's talk about Beyond Store. Um, I introduced Beyond Store, but it'd be nice if you could, you know, talk about Beyond Store. Um, when it was founded in 2011 and where you are now, please. Okay, for sure. So beyondstores.com um, was, yes. was founded in 2011, as mm-hmm. I said. Yeah. We're, we're a business based out of Florida selling furniture, home decor items. We've rapidly grown the site and our offerings on the site, um, over 115,000 various SKUs on sale at the moment. We started with the combining a team of IT experts, technology experts, e-commerce experts, 
people who've been running online businesses for years and and we and we've grown we've grown the business and we've grown the team to a 15 to 20 person team okay. um, based out of Florida mm. and currently we're servicing customers in the United States and Canada and we have future plans of international expansion this year in 2015 as well. Yeah, that's phenomenal. 150,000. I hear you write 150,000 SKUs. Around 115, 15,000. Yeah, and, and it's growing every month. Okay. And and you do furniture, quite bulky items. Um, So what was your turnover like or revenue like in 2011? So when we started, we were, we were pretty small, a few hundred thousand. Okay. Um, and then with the growth and uh, our recognition last year, and in the Internet Retailer Second 500 Guide um, as one of the fastest-growing web merchants in the U.S. I can say that in, in 2013, our, our published figures were around $7.6 in revenue. And then last year, in 2014, we haven't published the official numbers yet, but we've, we've grown it to, to an eight-figure revenue. Well over $10 million or? Uh, a, few, a few million over 10. Not bad at all. That's almost like a double. We haven't the final numbers yet. That's that's still impressive. So from a few hundred thousand dollars in in twenty eleven, two years on seven million, and then twenty fourteen, you've almost doubled it. Well, almost um, once the figures come out, that's quite interesting. Are you bootstrapped or funded? We are we are bootstrapped. We're personally it's a personally owned company, and and that's the that's that's our status at the moment. Right. So, what does the management and marketing look like? So the management and marketing, the, our CEO is, is David Fingerer, and our chief operations officer, our COO, is, is Sean Weiss, both who have years of experience in e-commerce and online marketing. And as you, as you introduced me, I'm the, I'm the CMO. Okay. And are you a dropship business, or did you stock 115,000 SKUs? No, we are, we are a dropship business working with many different vendors. Okay. Um, Building very close relationships with those vendors, and this year we hope to we hope to start stocking some of our own items as well. Until now, we've we've been a pure a purely dropship business. Very interesting, very very interesting. And um, obviously, with dropshipping, that the challenges with um, with control and and your well logistics and um, and delivering and customer fulfillment. What challenges are you facing as a as, as a dropship business and in, in that it, aspect of the business? Quickly, it's exactly as you mentioned it. Um, we do have those challenges in terms of updating inventory and making sure that we we ship on time. And customer service is of the utmost priority here at Beyond Stores. Mm. And being in touch with our customers, resolving our customers' issues when it comes to online purchasing and and drop shipping. We've in, we've invested tons in in the technology side of things in order to make sure that our inventory and that our and that our systems are in place so that way we can speedily and quickly um, get our items out to our customers and resolve any issues that may arise from the various right. aspects of shipping. Right. Okay. And the the great um, Amazon started out as a dropship business. Um, same thing with with, with Zappos. So it's, it's always a good thing to start off and then you know start to to move into to, to actually dispatching from from your warehouses yourselves. Okay. I'm going to move on to the mid stage interview questions, and um, I I like hanging out on SimilarWeb, SimilarWeb.com. It appears that um, according to SimilarWeb, that um, almost all your traffic or you receive equals equal amount of traffic from. Ref- Ferals and search. Um, 
Why is this the case? You know, sometimes brands tend to have um, quite a lot of search and direct traffic, but you seem to have traffic from referrals and such. Is there anything we're missing here from from the referral side of things? Or with uh, look, I love Similar Web, and Similar Web is a great tool for for online marketers, and mm. it's it's much more accurate than other tools out there like Alexa. It doesn't pay. It doesn't paint the whole picture though, and with. Our top referring sites, if you look on similar web, it's saying that our top referring sites are Amazon. Yes, we, we're active on the Amazon marketplace, mm-hmm. but we're also, we're also active in the Amazon product ads. And the Amazon product ads program, which is a paid advertising model, is showing up on similar web as, as a referring site. Should be advertising. Yeah. Similarly, shopbot.ca is also isn't, there are, there are others that, that similar web identifies as referrals, but they're not, they're actually more on the paid advertising side of things. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's step back a bit. Amazon, you, you just because I was going to go into the you know deeper into referral traffic. All the people who 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 I've spoken to about you know Amazon product ads have fantastic things to say about it. Given the fact that Amazon really is a search engine, and um, you know people in Amazon are in buy mode, and every time they see those ads, well, they they convert better. What's been your experience with Amazon product ads? It's a great question, Kunli. Amazon product ads are an important source of our traffic. They're an important source of our of our marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. That being said, when you compare Amazon product ads to some of the other tools that are available in, in a similar vein, Amazon does give you less control over your marketing efforts as opposed to Google Shopping, for instance, or Google product listing ads, which we'll get into in a bit, I assume. Right. Yes. Um, with Google Shopping, you have much more control over your bidding and over your over your strategy and over your targeting. With Amazon product ads, when you go in, you you have to gen, you generate a feed with whatever shopping cart software you're using. Okay. Um, the items that you want to advertise on the Amazon product ads um, system, mm-hmm. and then they break it down based on where your items fit within their various categories. And then the control that you have is the ability to bid on a category. For a certain price point. So if a product price is between one cent and $250, then you can set one bid. If a product price is between $250 and $800, you can set another bid. If a product price is between $800 and up, you can set a third bid. But that's really all the level of control that they provide within their system currently. So what that means is, is the, the control that you have is basically the products that you choose to advertise mm-hmm. and the bidding that you place on that individual category. If you wanted to advertise a particular product or push a particular SKU or push a, or push a particular brand or anything along those lines, you don't have the, the various bidding strategies and the various marketing strategies that, for instance, Google Shopping does provide. When we talked about conversions and so on, and you asked, you had asked me, where Amazon pads convert versus versus Google AdWords, for instance, mm-hmm. um, I can tell you for us it's about two tenths of a about two percentage points, two tenths of a percentage point um, in favor of, of Google Ads. Interesting. In, in terms of conversions over over Amazon pads. So, what kind of what's a CPC at the moment? The cost per click um, on Amazon product ads uh, is it? Are they quite high or um, are they kind of like where Facebook was two, three years ago? I'd rather not get into specifics about 
our particular CPCs. Mm-hmm. But, but in in general, so let, let me let me read. It's, around, it's between fifty cents and and a dollar fifty, two dollars. Okay, so so for advertisers looking, let, let me rephrase the, the question: for advertisers looking to, or for e-commerce stores looking to go into Amazon product ads, and um, considering from a CPC perspective. You know, so back in the days when you, you advertised on Facebook, um, you could get, you could still get, you know, um, you know, clicks for five cents or, you know, two or three cents. In comparison to Google at the time, you know, it was a dollar plus. Is it at par with, with Google PLA and in many verticals or is it kind of like half from a CPC, half of what's or what's, what percentage or is it on par or what percentage is it, um, in proportion to, to average CPC in PLA, Amazon product ads in comparison to, to Google PLAs. Okay, so Amazon product ads, the way the way it works is you have a minimum bid uh-huh. that they set for you per category and per price point. Right. So if you're if they say the minimum bid for something in furniture that's between that where the the price point of the item is between one cent and two hundred and fifty dollars. So they'll they'll set in their system that the minimum bid is forty five cents, and then they have a suggested bid, and then you can set your bid, and that's and that's pretty much the control which they provide advertisers. On the one hand, it's nice because if you're uh, if you're a small store and you're not a, and you and you're not really an expert um, digital marketer, then the limited amount of control that you have here is rather inviting because it's quick, it's easy to set up, and then and then you're good to go. For those advertisers who want more finesse, who want more power in what they can do with Amazon product ads, you're you're pretty limited in can in what you can control at the moment. Interesting. Okay, you're into interior, you know, and furniture. I, and I also noticed the referral of traffic was house.com is h o u z z.com. I think it's a social media or it's kind of like an interior design community. Um are you active on it? I saw a profile of, of yours on there. And um, how are you engaging with, with the communities in, in house.com? Okay. So house.com is a, is a wonderful site and, and they're, uh, they're a good partner of ours. And we have, a, we have an amazing relationship with, uh, with the team over at House. House actually last year launched a marketplace okay. for a limited amount of vendors to, to join House and to, and to sell their items. We've been working with the house team, and we're and we're actively selling on the house marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, house has also recently launched a uh, a CPC model as well, where you can run advertising on house, and we're also running CPC on house, which is why you're also seeing once again in Similar Web, they're, they're a great tool. No disrespect to the guys over over at Similar Web, I use their tool all the time. You have to know how to read and interpret the data. Mm-hmm. So the referrals from from house.com are also some of them are also coming from a from a CPC based program as well. Interesting. Okay, so let's go back to to, to house the marketplace. Is the marketplace US only or is it is it global? I believe house is is only US, but I mean that's that's where we are at the moment. So that's where we're selling. Okay, and how does their their um, pay per click platform compare to to, to Amazon and PLA and um, and Google? So houses PL, houses CPC program is also in its in its earlier it's it's in its earlier stages, mm-hmm. and whereas Google's ads and, and and Google AdWords is the bread and butter of how Google as a massive company exists and pays for all their projects and balloons up over over the atmosphere and self driving cars, mm-hmm. um, 
how is it still in its in in its early stages of the CPC program? So it's a it's a it's it's also a less robust program. But on the other hand, we have the house team actively working with us to build out our campaigns and to and to and to manage their CPC aspect of things. Interesting. Okay, right. Let's go to my favorite part of the interview, which is um, about traffic and um, customer acquisition. What is your number one customer acquisition channel? I would say currently at the moment, it's paid advertising, whether it's Google, Bing, Facebook ads, the various other ad platforms that we, that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And also, we're, that's, that's for bringing traffic to our site. We're also active on, on marketplaces. Okay. And do you look at it from a lifetime value, customer lifetime value standpoint, or do you want to make a profit when you acquire the customers? When, when you drive traffic into your website? Primarily, we're, we're looking at initial initial uh, visits and initial purchases. Okay, all right. So so you have AdWords, you have Bing, um, you have Amazon Ads, House, and a few other platforms you, you work and paid. So how do you sort of split your time? Because um, you know, if you don't put enough time, you get, well, into platforms and, and into paid acquisition channels, you tend to pay more per click. Apart from the likes of Amazon, because Amazon is almost like a black box and a plug and play thing. But um, how do you spend your time? Where, where do you put majority of your time in paid media? Well, look, uh, my team, my team who's working on on the campaigns. It's a matter of daily optimization, weekly reviews, monthly reviews. How can we reduce cost per acquisition, inc- improve our click through rates? All of the all of the bread and butter of what of what paid optimization is. Also focuses on on organic reach and and in, in terms of growing organically within the search engines, we've seen very nice growth on our organic search as well, and 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 growth in the search engines. And of course, when you talk about growth in the search engines, the primary focus is on is on Google, and and we've seen a very nice uptick in in our organic visits as well, and and subsequently organic revenue. Okay, so what are your other two? You know, more important or most important customer acquisition channels after Decide paid and search. After paid and search, I mean, look. Well, of course, there, there's email marketing and, mm. and being in touch with and growing our growing our email lists, connecting with with current members of our current subscribers, and upselling via via email marketing. Mm. And then, in addition to that, there's also our, our social media channels and our and our social media branding and marketing. We're active in in social media on. Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Google Plus, and f- social media for us has been more a focus on connecting with customers, dealing with customers, running, running social giveaways that, in appreciation to our customers, and in order to grow our fan base, and 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 participating in these communities, whether it's on Pinterest, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter. Brilliant. Do you create your content for social media yourself? Do you have a content marketing team in in house? Content team in house. We're actively blogging on our site on our on our blog at beyondstores.com forward slash blog. Mm-hmm. Um, writing about news in the industry, about top home decor tips and and do it yourself tips and and so on. Trying to engage our audience and provide provide a relevant and engaging customer experience on our blog. And then in addition to that, we're we're working on, on giveaways with other parties in order to give give a bit back to our community and to our fans. Right. Okay. Right. So how how do you track brand name um well, well your your brand name popularity? Well what tools do you use to to kind of gauge how engaged your people know the brand and, and are aware of the brand? 
you ask a good question, you ask a tough question. There are great tools out there that are available in terms of tools like Radiant 6 and the like, social media branding. But your startup store who, who doesn't have access to, to heavily paid tools, can, there, there are great free tools out there, things mm-hmm. along the lines of whether it's just running Google alerts or mentions or, or tracking how, you're, how people are, are speaking to you about the web. And, and really, it's a matter of, of, of hopping on Twitter and just listening to people and talking to people. Because mm-hmm. it all plays into to the social. Now, let's go back to social media and content marketing. Given the fact that you're, you're a furniture company, an interior design company, you sell pictures you know, pretty much. And um, these pictures obviously are, are actual objects and actual pieces of furniture. Do you see you, you stock photographs to, to kind of you know set up idea blogs uh, idea you know boards or do you have to sort of put together actual pieces of furniture and, you know take photo shoots to to create content because um to engage um your your customers your, your audience online in, in social media it's a great question part of it is part of it is from our graphic design team and and they're and they're a wonderful team who we have here on board who deal with side of things i'm more a data and a numbers kind of guy okay uh than our talented graphic artists who, okay. who work on the visual. Okay. much of our images and much of our designs are are from are from the vendors themselves who who we're working with in terms of in terms of getting the SKUs from and get, and selling the items through okay 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 talking about data how what does your seo toolkit look like um, so as we as we spoke about in the beginning of the interview, I come from the world of SEO. So okay. I could talk I could talk with you about SEO tools all day. Our team our team uses paid platforms such as such as Moz.com for and OpenSite Explorer in terms of in terms of backlinks and everything that that Moz offers. Our our technical SEO people use a, a tool called Screaming Frog, mm-hmm. which is a, it's a desktop based crawler. Mm-hmm. That you could use to analyze technical SEO issues, whether it's duplicate pages or not dealing with faceted navigation properly or crawlability and 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 so on. Um, we also use some other tools out there for for rank tracking, like Advanced Web Ranking, AWR, AWR Cloud. We have a we have a varied a varied toolkit out there. And and but the, the tools that we use are they're, they're they're for the technical side of things the the in-house outreach and 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 link building if you want to call it that mm-hmm. um, that's all done that's all done by our team we don't outsource that to anyone and we don't let anyone anyone else deal with that. Okay, so what tools do you use for for outreach? For outreach, whether it's there's there's tools out there like Buzzstream, Ahrefs that you can use um, for backlink analysis of competitors. Your best tool and what your best tool when it comes to SEO and 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 going out and finding other sites to connect with is Google and the various queries that you can run in Google to connect with similar minded bloggers, sites, and social media, email, um, in person at, at industry events and the like, and then going out and, and, and trying to improve our, our link profile. And then of course, in terms of link building, there's also the whole content marketing side of things in terms of, in terms of generating relevant content on your website, the ultimate goal of, of, of having that content spread and outreach and, and growing your, your organic visibility in that sense. Okay. Let's, I'm just going to touch base on each, um, on each tool. Moz, do, what do you use Moz for? Do you use it for 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 managing the SEO on a reg, on a month to month basis, or do you use it for for running audits on, on on the website? So Moz, we primarily use. They have a campaign tracker. They have rank tracking in there. 
They have OpenSight Explorer for, for backlink analysis. They have Follower Wonk, which is another one of their tools, a company that they bought a little while back, mm-hmm. um, for Twitter, for Twitter analysis and for, and for building up relationships with people on Twitter. We use it for keyword difficulty and, and it's a great tool set. Um, we've been, we've been members for a while and, and, and they also have a great and active community where, where various digital marketers are able to share information and, and we've been using that, that as well. Okay. And then advanced web, web rankings obviously would be for, for, for monitoring your rankings on a regular basis. Do you use the desktop version or do you use the cloud version? The, we, we found that the cloud version is more hassle free. Right. Okay. And then Screaming Frog, obviously, for managing and crawling your websites and checking for duplicates, you know, content issues and just tracking all your page tags and, um, just seeing if your, your SEO is, 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 is in, in, in shape, in good shape. Do you use Screaming Frog on other competitor websites or do you just use it on your website? It's a great tactic to use that you can, you can determine what other people are, are going after. That's, yes. that's as much as I, that's as much as I can say at the moment. <laughs> okay. And then Bonstream, obviously, for managing your contacts and then Ahref for, for backlink again okay interesting okay what about your ppc toolkit what, what does it look like so our ppc toolkit we are active we we've been we've been using a quizio for a while okay uh, in terms of managing our our ppc campaigns in, mm. in google and bing a lot of it is is through the platforms themselves whether it's google bing facebook retargeting we've worked in the past with with ad roll Mm-hmm. And we're hoping to we're hoping to transition and to start using and to and to move over to Critio in 2015. Okay, why why you moving to Critio from from Adroll, please? Sorry for for cutting you short. Uh, not 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 for the not for not for now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we're also we've been we've been working with Channel Advisor in terms of managing our, our digital marketing feeds and also. Channel Advisor integrates with with Google Shopping and and for running our PLAs. Okay, talking about Channel Advisor, do you, are you on Amazon and and, and other you know marketplaces? Yeah, we okay. are. Wh- which other marketplaces are you? Are you on Amazon? You you on eBay too? Or we've been, we've been active on Amazon, eBay, Rakuten. We're hoping to we're hoping to get involved in in some new marketplaces in 2015 as well. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk about that in a few months. Right. So. Um, let's round this off by saying, um, or this section off by saying, you know, what advice, um, well, around um, the topic of customer acquisition, can you give e-commerce businesses looking to grow um, the way Beyonce has grown over the last four years? So, I mean, look, firstly, it, it comes down to it comes down to personnel, it comes down to who's on your team, it comes mm-hmm. down to finding the right people and bringing them on board, whether that's growing talent in house or or bringing in from. Uh, from external sources, it's it's essential to put the right systems in place to manage um, your marketing efforts, to automate what you can, to try to free up some of the monotonous da- daily tasks that are required, and and then to grow in that side of things. Okay, you need to have the right customer service team in place so that way you can handle subsequent growth. People just want to be growth hackers and want to just grow the business for the sake of growing, but you need to be able to actually support the customers and and maintain maintain current customers while while trying to grow new customers. And my my biggest takeaway is that you have to be continuously learning and continuously striving to grow and to experiment and to and to implement the, your latest research and to make quick decisions. And then after you've made those decisions to go back and reassess and evaluate and, and, and test and then, and then shift as smaller businesses trying to grow, you have the ability where you can be a lot more nimble as opposed to, as opposed to the larger fishings. And, uh, and that's, and it, it's an essential part of, of business growth 
in, in terms of learning, testing, assessing, and then applying those lessons. Hopefully Sounds good. Better. Sounds good. Test, test, test. Have the right team around you. And as your business grows, have the right customer support to, to, to support the business and, and you know, your customers and make them happy customers for retention going forward. Good stuff, Mark. Okay. Um, let's talk about customer retention and loyalty. It all just connects. How important you know, role has customer service played in, in the success of Beyond Jaws? It's essential, and, and we're continuously trying to refine our processes to reach out to customers who've had issues or, or, and, and resolve issues to the best of our abilities. It, it's what, it's why we're here. It's what we're, it's what mm. we're all about. And, and it's, and it's, it's an essential part of our business. Do you use email to, to support your cost, your customer retention and loyalty strategy? So look, email marketing, email, it's not, it's, it's email and customer service and, and social media. It's all, it's all being in touch with, it's all about being in touch with our customers, communicating with our customers, listening to them on whatever platforms that they are and whatever platforms they're, they're reaching out to us and, and trying to expedite the process of resolving, of resolving issues. Do you have a coupon code strategy? Meaning, um, do, do you do you create coupon codes and give it to, to customers to, to 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 get them to come back again and again and again? Or for sure, of course, we have we have coupons. We run we run coupons for we generate coupons for unique customers. We have another system on our site called Price Waiter, where if you're actually on a product separate from coupons, where if one of the things that we've done and we've implemented is that if you're on a you're on a particular item. And you can you have the, we have the button where you can add it to your card, or we have the button the button where you can name your price. Okay. And, and the price waiter system allows us to communicate with customers and to negotiate, right. so that that way we can come to an agreed upon price where we're willing to sell it to them and they're happy to purchase it. Right. On um, all on your website. Okay. All all through the all through the website, all through our all through our price waiter interface. The sale takes place in that way, and that's another sense of customer service. It's an, it's our ability to speak with customers and to be engaged in the customer in, in the process that the customer is going through to take some of the impersonal nature of online of online sales and to directly connect with customers while they're in the process of purchasing. Absolutely, very very interesting. So you, you actually have an offer, make an offer um, functionality on there, which, which Amazon actually has and um, eBay actually has. Um, such a feature having it on your website actually increases engagement. Um, okay. Let's talk about average order value. Um, has, have you found average order value in, in the store to sort of grow over the years or has it sort of, you know, uh, maintained, you know, um, a certain average over the years? You don't need to come up with figures, specifics, but, um, um, it's, it's grown slightly, but when you, when you offer 115,000 different SKUs with, mm. With bedroom sets, dining room sets, individual items, um, pieces of wall art, of, of decor. And every, every customer is unique and individual, and everyone's needs are unique. And so we want we want to focus on each individual customer and how we can best solve resolve their issues, um, and how we can how we can best sell like how we can find the item that best fits them. And so we also take lots of sales calls where customers call us up over the phone and they need help with with finding the perfect item for them. Okay. Now, now that you mentioned 115,000 SKUs, I want to just to take us back to some of the SEO questions I had. A lot of listeners would be wondering, you know, how do you manage to maintain the product descriptions of 115,000? Are they uniquely written? Are they manufactured descriptions? How do you go about it? What's your approach? Look, it's, it's definitely easier to take manufacturer descriptions than, than it is to produce your own. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actively trying to 
come up with new solutions and, and, and responses to that, to that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, many of the product descriptions on our site are, are the generic manufacturer product descriptions. Okay. And that, and that being that caveat is, is how we're, and dealing with that issue is how we're trying to grow our, our SEO and organic presence. Mm-hmm. And so, so, um, is, is it 100% manufacturer descriptions or, you know, are you, is parts of your catalog actually, um, I'm written by by your team. Oh, for sure, it's a mix. It's a mix. Okay, all right. It's it's very tough, you know. Actually, you know, getting rankings with manufacturers, you know, um, um, SK um, SK data. Okay, right. Um, let's talk about. Um, let's round this up and just talk about um where you see your next phase of growth coming from from a customer acquisition standpoint and for for beyond stores. From a customer's acquisition standpoint, we hope to grow both in the current markets where we are where we're now operating along with international expansion hoping hoping to very sh- very shortly open international sites and we'll I'll, I'll keep you in the loop quickly as uh okay. as as that as more information becomes public in addition to that we're expanding our marketplace our, our marketplace exposure our the channels that we're currently active in and we also are going to become more active on on the affiliate side of things interesting okay and um what does e-commerce success mean to you e-commerce success means growing our business while satisfying our customers um providing our customers with the best service that we can with continuing to maintain a customer-centric business mm-hmm. uh in which we can continue to expand our offering, continue to expand our lines that we're that we're offering our customers, and to continue to 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 offer even better support for our customers while 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 being fiscally responsible and, and continuing to grow the business. Great stuff. Great stuff. All about the customers. Okay. What what about books and resources for you know um, online retailers actually listening into this um, show? To, to help them with online retail marketing and customer acquisition, what, what books or resources would you recommend? Uh, it's, a, it's a tough one. Um, I love, I'm, I'm, I'm an avid reader, so look, I, right. I would definitely recommend reading anything from uh, from Robert Cialdini, right? Okay. Uh, Influence or Psychology of Persuasion, or or any of his any of his other books on in terms of human psychology and understanding the psychology of purchasing lots of lots of great research and books have come out recently on on personas and and on on using personas in your marketing a great book that i just read and and that i actually it was a few months ago already um was nudge by two university of chicago professors okay all all about the the small changes that we make and 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 the nudges that we receive that that really influence us and, and push us in a certain way it gets you thinking more about what is your what is your marketing copy and when you're taught we didn't even talk about conversion rate optimization with cro the small changes that you make in cro that can have a that can have a massive impact on on sales and on and on site performance those those books would be uh would be a good start for anybody looking it's quite interesting you know the type of books you you recommended they they all seem very psychology based you know human customer well human behavior based Is, is there any reason for that because at the end of the day, whether you're working in SEO, whether you're working in PPC, whether you're working in social media, you have to remember that that your customers are are, are your focus, and and your customers are people. SEOs tend to forget that they're that they're writing for people, and that their target audience is people, and they and they start to focus on Google and and on rankings. Fantastic! And, it and all connects to to talking about the customers again, as you, you earlier alluded to. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Um, what about tools? Are there any tools you, you, you would recommend online retailers to start to, to, to use? This is a really, really top level question, really. So, so, um, well, I mean, look, it depends on, it depends. The tools that I had mentioned earlier, um, I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of Moz. I'm a big fan of, of Screaming Frog on the SEO side of things. Mm-hmm. We've got a, we've a very good relationship with Quizio. And another thing that happens with SEOs and, and with marketers is we focus so much on the tools and we forget about, the larger picture. Hmm. Uh, you forget about the goal, and you and you become so enthralled in the tool. And and you have to you have to keep in mind you don't want to lose the uh, the forest for the trees hmm. to, to bring in the cliche. I was going to ask you for one parting piece of advice, but that kind of you know covers it. But would you have any other piece of advice to to, to give to give to our listeners before you say goodbye? Firstly, Kunli is a great guy. I mean, <laughs> definitely participate in his uh, in, in, in on his show. I would say remember that the customer is the focus and that, and, the, and that the customer is the key, whether it's in your acquisition channels, whether it's in your retention channels. Everything that you're doing should be, should be customer-focused and customer-oriented, and that's, uh, and that's how we're trying to grow our business. Cheers, Mark. Very, very, very good to speak to you. Um, finally, how could um, – if, if our audience or members of audience wanted to reach out to you, how, how would they you know, get in touch with you? I'm very active on – I'm active on Twitter, What's Facebook, Google+. Plus. On Twitter, it's Mark Ginsburg. Okay, I'll, uh, Ginsburg, just your name. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you over the info. Good stuff. Uh, Good. Um, and um, I'm happy to I'm happy to to chat and answer any questions that anybody may have. Okay, guys, ask him crash. Feel to, to feel free to follow follow up. Give him a follow up questions over on on Twitter, and um, also you know you can leave comments on on the show notes on on here. Um, I love this discussion we had because it's it's really customer focused it's all about the customers and that's going to you know give you a hint as to what the title is going to be but mark thank you so much for for coming on the show it's been um a a pleasure no problem it's been my pleasure thank you thanks for listening to this episode of 2x e-commerce to help you get more actionable insights and e-commerce growth hacks that will help you 2x your online retail business hop over to 2xecommerce.com it's a blog dedicated to e-commerce and multi-channel marketing run by the show's host, Kunle Campbell. 2xecommerce.com is packed full of articles and guides to help increase traffic to your store, increase repeat purchases, and average order value. Thanks for listening. Visit 2xecommerce.com. Yeah.